That's not funny. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what, besides the intro, are you uh, ruining and drinking today? Not ruining anything. <laughs> um, I am drinking, we're, I'm drinking the last of our Hellbender beer. Um, it's been a week, guys. Yeah. We got yeah. so many beers last week, and they are all gone. Probably shouldn't have outed us as going through all of it. But eh. oddly enough, I am drinking the Shattered Galaxy, which is the dried hopped Belgian pale ale. It's very, very good. It also has a very cool space can that I just love that looks like there are stars and colors. and It's a pretty, pretty space can. It's a beautiful can. Um, so I really like this beer, but it's funny because I feel like this is typically a Kyle beer. We have like swapped our yeah, beers this week. Yeah, this is like week. the 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 uh, Freaky Friday episode where yeah. we're switching beers because I am drinking the uh, last of our. It's uh, the Jam, a Berliner Weiss Ale from Blue Jacket. It is made with strawberries and what else is in here? Vanilla. It's really really good. I mean. It tastes like a. It tastes like strawberry juice. It's so good. It's my. It's like hands down one of my favorite beers. Yeah, Jacqueline's looking at it uh, wistfully at the moment because I'm having the last one. I am cutting out dairy. Yes. Out of my diet because I have had a long history of stomach problems, and it seems as if everyone else is willing to say that this is the problem. I am to the point where I'm like, it seems like dairy is the problem, just because I love cheese so much but i learned in this new diet that a lot of my favorite beers especially those from blue jacket all have lactose in them so yes. it's a little bit of a bummer it's unfortunate uh not something you would ever really think about uh and i think most people who are drinking like your average beer uh, are not really concerned about it, but right. as we get further into our our beer snobbery, we are trying more and different beers that uh, are brewed with lactose in order to give it an additional like creaminess and whatever. And it's funny because I usually think I think of them as like more hazy and cloudy, and this looks like uh, a rosé almost. Like it it's does that, look like a rosé. It's that color, and it's like it's you know you can see through it and everything. Uh, so it it does not appear to like. It's a good thing they say it on the can because uh, it does not appear like it has lactose in it. But it's a, it's a really good beer. It's, it's, it tastes like strawberry juice. Like it is a good beer. It's really, we, really we good. We can always get more if I discover I mean, that this is not the problem. We definitely will. I also, I mean, this is, we're very early on in this adventure of uh, a dairy-free diet for you. Yes. And so uh, remains to be seen how much beer brewed with lactose will trigger it. Exactly. If it's like more uh, based off of... You know, more dairy-heavy foods, like, you know, having cheese or... or I am whatever. very much still in sort of the trial and error period of... like it's been a, a couple weeks. Right. Apparently, like, hard cheeses are typically better, which kind of sucks because goat cheese and feta and all soft cheeses uh, are kind of my favorite, yep. but, I mean, I'll take whatever cheese I can get. Um, but from everything I've read and, and talked to people about, uh, it sounds like milk is really the worst thing. Yeah, so makes sense. hopefully, you know, I, I doubt there's like that much lactose in these beers. So hopefully, right now I'm in like a pretty strict cut it out period. Yeah. But eventually, anything we can say to justify, hopefully, not like any, anything to uh, kind of. I'm trying to think of the right word here uh, to ease ourselves into a more dairy free lifestyle because, like you said, 
a lot of your favorite beers are, like a lot of cheeses are. So it'll be, yeah. it's all about finding that degree. Exactly. So hopefully, hopefully I will be back drinking the jam at some point in the future. But for now, this is like, I just love this beer. It's sort of like weedy. Don't mind the cat <laughs> has found a bag in the background here. Why don't you describe the beer while I take Sal's bag away from him? I, I wish I could tell you. We have so we had a little brunch today at our place, just the two of us. Um, and there is like a top of Prosecco that the cat is just going nuts with playing in a bag. Uh, the beer is like weedy and kind of orangey, and for somehow it is hoppy without being bitter. Right. Like it, it has sort of the hoppy floral character but none of the bitterness of an IPA, which is why I really, really like it. No, it's really smooth, the easy drinking beer. Uh, the reason that you, there are not so many of them left is because I've enjoyed uh, a few this week. They are, it's really quite wonderful. And it's, uh, there was a brewery I really liked back in, when I lived in Michigan called Jolly Pumpkin. And they made, they specialized in Belgian beers. Huh. And uh, this is, seems like something that would come right out of their, right out of their top locker. It is uh, an incredible, really, like kind of sour, hoppy, fruity, weedy, all at the same time. I thought it was, really when we were actually at the brewery and I tried your, like a sip of your beer after having the watermelon goes, um, I thought it was more sour than I do just having it on it. Like this is my first sip of beer today and it doesn't taste as sour to me as it did then. Right, for sure. Jacqueline, why don't you tell us how your week went? Uh, this is now week three, three and a half of our run streak. Uh, yes. Are you keeping it going? And how's how are th how is things uh, working out for you? Yes, I'm still streaking. Uh, I mixed in a couple walk days this week. It was overall good. I had some good runs. Um, I did not run as much this weekend as I intended. We Neither slept. Did. We slept a lot. Um, which was great. Necessary, think, really, you know, really necessary. I don't think you sleep for 12 hours unless like you really need the sleep. So we needed to catch up on some sleep and all we've talked about on this podcast is listening to your body, right? Right. So we needed the sleep, we prioritized sleep this weekend, but I had, I definitely had some good runs. I had two walks. We like walked over to get bagels one day, yep. which was lovely. I counted that as my walk. So it's definitely been a little bit of an easier cutback esque week for me um i am definitely feeling running every day yeah. or walking every day uh i am i will not be sad when the streak is over i am happy to do it and happy to you know finish out strong but i will not miss like once it is over because at the beginning i was like am i just gonna keep streaking like this is so great I will definitely take a rest day. I love my rest days, and I am excited to get back to them when this is over. I do think that um, we are both in a period where, like, every day starts off feeling like I could definitely take a rest day today, and like the, the fact that we have signed up for this and and, and uh, are challenging ourselves keeps us going. But we one hundred percent are both like we, especially this weekend uh, when we slept until almost one o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. And then yeah. uh, I thought I hit snooze on my alarm today, but apparently turned didn't. it off. And then we didn't get out of bed until 
sometimes well, close 11, 11 a.m. I like, mean, we woke up and it already felt like 85 by the time we yes. woke up an hour after our alarm. So, so at heat. that point, like, it's going to be hot either way. Why not just keep sleeping a little while? Right. So I, I do feel like both both of the, those are probably the two biggest challenges so yeah. far of this streak of being like, well, we've already slept. It's kind of hot. It's not really the best day for it. But we've managed to find some activity to keep us going. And uh, it's, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the notion of just like sleeping in and taking, taking a day off and whatever, it's, 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 it's uh, looming large out there. There are people who like, there are lots of stories of people who take on run streaks and they're like, you know, in, they have appendicitis and they're in the hospital and they're making a mile loop with their IV pole to keep the streak going after years and years. And like, hats off to those people. I am not built to run like that. It's so, I had never done a running streak before this and now on day 23, 23. um, I am just so impressed by the people who keep run streaks going for like months and years and stuff. It's it's unbelievable. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's crazy. There are people who like, you know, like have a baby and then that afternoon are walking a mile to keep their years long run streak going. Man, I, yeah, I am definitely in the boat of like, when I wanted to push it earlier this spring, uh, I was doing six days a week. Like, right. I'm like, oh, but you still need that one rest day to, like, let your body recover and everything like that. And, like, uh, not having that, especially as I am doing, not doing insignificant mileage for getting near the end of the Tennessee streak here. So you're or Tennessee, you're uh, very high mileage. Yeah. So, like, uh, getting to the point where, like, I could just use a day off uh, is, it's very, very real right now. But at the same time, like... Like we've, a week left. We've come this. F- like, yeah. It, there is like it, w- when you do anything. Like I don't like you. I don't know if you've ever done like a uh, a whole thirty diet or like uh, I d- did the uh, like a cleanse diet, whatever. No. Uh, when when you get, <laughs> I, I I did I've done a couple, and when you get like three weeks into it, you do it, usually do it for a month. Get three weeks into it, and you're like, oh my god, I just want to go to McDonald's, or I just want a cheeseburger, or I just want. Taco Bell or something like I just want one I want I want one cheat I want one whatever and like but then you that often already comes like weeks into whatever you're doing and you're like well like the, the competing you've come so far like, I, I've come so far and I've, I've almost done it and I shouldn't stop now versus like I would just feel so much better if like I did this one thing and uh, so we are I think we have definitely reached that particular portion of yes. the ministry. The thing that's really keeping me going, I am, I, mean, I, think, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm very, very superstitious about wearing race shirts from like races yes. I didn't complete. Yes. Um, and I have this super awesome running hot dog trucker hat that's coming. And if I don't run for a day, like I'm literally going to buy this hat only to throw it out. Yep. Like I want to wear this hat, we'll so donate. I got to keep we'll going. donate it. We're not going to throw it out. Well, Sure. But I, but, but I yeah, want to wear but, the hat. Yeah, and exactly. I gotta th- I, I gotta run every day if I want to wear the That's hat. That's exactly it. I mean, like, there's, you know, it is cursed to like be wearing a shirt or uh, some sort of merch from a race that you didn't actually do. So like, I I I too have not only the running hat, the running hot dog hat, but also the running hot dog tank top that I you know I want it and I want to make sure I have earned it. Yep. So we are getting, we're so close. 
We're, we are really we're, very close. As we record, we're eight days away. And like... Way more than halfway. I mean, we're like three quarters of the way. Yeah. Like we're really, really close. We so, totally got it. I mean, I don't know that my math is probably off on that. But like, yeah, we're we're doing really well. And it's so... it's But it's like... It is, it's tougher on the weekends than it is during the week. Because during yes. the week, it's like, okay, like, I got to get up. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm going to go to work. So I got like... You're, you become very focused and, uh, and your, your mind is... Uh, Goal oriented on the weekends, like ah oh, man, I want to relax, I yeah. sleep in. It's hot. I want to chill. Do you feel like it would be a fundamentally different challenge if it was like February? Yeah, right. Because I could like I could have gone out and run seven miles, which was supposed to be my long run this week. Uh, could have gone out and done that at noon. Couldn't run seven miles at noon today. I think it's also it would also be different as everything is. Uh, if if there if coronavirus was not happening because there are days when it's like like today, wake up, accidentally oversleep. It's already eighty degrees, feels like ninety, and we're like, oh well, I could just go down and run in the gym in the climate control. That is super treadmill. true. I can run I can run two miles, three miles, five miles, whatever on the treadmill, and it'll be fine. Instead, it's like <sighs> we both walked outside and made the same noise at the same time. We just went. Ugh. It was like a convection oven. Yeah, so it's it was unpleasant. It is. Uh, it's not as fun, but uh, it, it is. I think the satisfaction of being done. Yes. And, and having done it will make up for it. I mean, of all, I've been running for a number of years, and like a streak is one of the only things that I've never really tackled. You know, I've run every distance, going up to a marathon. I've done relays. I've done trail runs. Like this is one of the only things that I feel like a lot of runners do that I haven't done. So I am thrilled to be doing it and I, I i will just be happy yeah. when we are done and i can go back to sort of my normal training routine i will say the idea of like a year's long one or like oh my god i mean after a month i'm gonna be super happy on what's that well not not august 31st we're gonna go for a run on september 1st i don't know we're gonna be hiking and stuff like that we're gonna be going on a little vacation probably but, keep going but once that first day comes when we don't do anything, yeah. it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is. So as you can tell, we're getting down to the nitty gritty end of this and we are uh, we're definitely feeling it. I think like my, my legs have um, gotten into, it reminds me a lot of my first marathon training where like it takes a mile and a half to like start feeling good and normal again on a run before I start, before uh settling in those that first mile is always really tough yeah i haven't had a day in a little while where i start running and i'm like oh my legs feel fresh and good yeah yeah <laughs> i think today was like as close as, i i was surprised today on my i was supposed, much like you were supposed to go out on a seven mile run i was supposed to go on a 10 mile run uh, after my lovely long run last weekend uh try, was going to plan on doing that again but doing a long a 10 mile run in on a, on a route that is mostly exposed, not mm-hmm. a lot of shade, uh, doing that when it's um, 85 degrees out did not sound appealing. No. And would have, would have been almost dangerous, honestly. Yeah, and, and honestly, like there's humidity no... Humidity was high. Like you're not getting extra points yeah. for being a hero here, right? So like uh, I, it was uh, just tr- found a nice little spot next week to transfer the extra miles that I didn't do yep. in, uh, to run them then uh in order to keep to my plan for uh finishing this tennessee virtual race and uh yeah it was like i was actually surprised at how good i felt after just doing 
Hmm. Yesterday we did but two and a half mile walk to get bagels and I did a nice two and a half mile really recovery run and I felt kind of fresh and I was like, and my heart rate stayed normalized or at least it set us all on the watch. Who knows how, how accurate it was because I felt really hot, but it was doing okay. But yeah, it was, it was nice. And like, honestly, still ran 38 miles this week. So it's, it's the first week not below 40 in like a month, a little more than a month. Uh, so it was nice to like, it's like, oh, you know, I can, it's probably good to actually like ease up a little bit on the mileage to yeah. uh, give myself, my, my body a little rest. It's almost like I'm tapering on the last two. It's like, it's kind of like a training cycle where like these last two weeks of it, I'm, I'm tapering a little bit. Yeah, so that's nice. a good point. Yeah. But I'm getting really close. Uh, as we speak, I believe I'm 38 miles, 38-ish miles. It's so from close. Finishing. It's wild. Like, it's crazy now looking at the map, I'm like having started in Arkansas because the, I think it was in Arkansas, maybe Mississippi, uh, the map, the, the very beginning of the race does not actually start in Tennessee. It starts like, it started in, I think in Mississippi and you cross the Mississippi River and go into Memphis and then go all the way across the state and then you don't actually finish at the border. You go up into Virginia a little bit and then come back hmm. down into the very corner of Tennessee. Because you're running on roads, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. It's not. It's not like as the birds fly. As the birds fly, it's uh, it is uh, it's on roads, and I don't know. Maybe there's no freeway exit to that particular part in Tennessee. <laughs> but uh, Kyle's gonna go build one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is. Uh, so I'm I'm almost I'm almost out of Tennessee uh, again. This time on the northern border, and um, I think I've got a nice plan for the next week and. I'm really feeling pretty close. By the next time that we record, uh, I will be done. Yeah. And in a celebratory mood, hopefully wearing a hot dog hat. And I'll definitely be wearing my shirt from this race. I bought You're some right. more gear from that. Which yes. I, it, it, it's, it's definitely like in this uh, age where we're not taking like vacations or going to uh, like places where I would like to buy souvenirs. Like this race, it's like the two the the two challenges we're doing right now. It was both. It was like this is where I'm getting my my swag for this summer. I'm getting like a hat from here. I'm getting a hat from there. A hoodie, a t-shirt, whatever. Like this is I'm stocking up because this is the most significant thing, aside from not getting COVID, that uh, I've accomplished so far this summer. Knock on knock on knock wood. on wood for sure. Uh yeah, I mean I felt much the same way. I love my. Staycay your way, which is the lighthouse challenge. I love my tank from that. It's a very comfortable tank too. It is a very comfortable tank. And I feel like not so much like the Michigan races, but like this race across Tennessee, like was in runner's world. And like, I think you will see people at races in the future with gear from this race. It seems to be very much a thing. I mean, there's- I know a couple people who have done it. It's like a very yeah. much a thing. There's like 20 some odd thousand people who are in it, I think. That's crazy. Like that. yeah, like it's, it's crazy. Like there's not, obviously not like, there's a good amount of people who are not finishing or sure. close to finishing like as you look at the map the you know the one you go on every day and you plug in your distance you get to see where you are uh it, get, it has little clusters of like here's how many people are roughly about here roughly about here whatever yep and there are some big clusters like in the middle of tennessee at the beginning of tennessee you know a third two-thirds of the way so like there are definitely a lot of people who are not going to finish unless they have a really insane last week uh but there are going to be a lot of people who got through this and like yeah 
went back across Tennessee. That's crazy. I know, right? Like, and I don't know how they have the time or the stamina or the energy to do this. Like, there are people who are running massive, massive days back to back, and like. I don't know. Good for them. Uh, I think going across Tennessee once. So impressive. It, eh, it's enough for me. I it's appreciate so impressive. It. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you found it and told me to do it. So, I mean, we're going to do like a whole wrap up episode yes. in which I talk to you a lot about your experience and lessons learned and stuff. But just as like a little preview to that. A little teaser. You have, for about the past year, You've been batting around the idea of doing an ultra. Yes. How do you feel? Has this made you more likely to do it? Because you, you've really shown with your body that you can run the mileage, or has this made you less likely to do it because you are not having a fun time? No, so I think that I have to really... So it, it's complicated because like I think that it, it's really possible for me to do it if I'm training through the fall, winter, and spring. Yes. Um, I need to rejigger my training and running schedule and like my idea of what an off season is because like I grew up playing baseball. What we what we do is we start near the end of winter, beginning of spring, we start ramping up. Spring, summer, early fall is like the times when you're going hard and That's then interesting. Like, and then you rest during the winter. And like I'm from Michigan. Resting during the winter makes a lot of sense because no one wants to be outside a lot during the winter. But here, uh, I would have, I would be done by now, honestly, if this was the fall or if, if we were doing it in the winter because I would be running long runs still yep. and I would be, um, like, I, I might have been like, oh, well, let's try and go, let's try and go back across Tennessee because I, I can because I could keep up the mileage. Uh, but in the summer, it is just, it's punishing. And mm -hmm. like the idea of like, so if like for an ultra, uh, the idea of like running a 13 mile day, then another 13 mile day back to back, which is how a lot of these training plans that I've looked at have, it's like you do, your, you do two long runs right next to each other. I didn't, I didn't know if your long run was just like longer or if you did it like that. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there are, there are times when like, it's just like, oh, like, you know, a very long run or whatever. But like, there's often back to back days because you want your body to just be under stress and be working in that, sure. in that, in that zone. I don't want to be doing that in this heat, in this humidity. Like it, I've basically had one long run in the last six weeks yes and that's because it's miserable outside and like it's just it's not a really safe thing to be doing i agree uh so i would love to run an ultra i think like it would have to be i don't, I don't think i would be wanting to do one in the spring of 2021 i think right. it might be like a spring of 2022 option that i would like train throughout the winter for uh that would be the only way that it would happen that makes sense yeah I, like and, and like there you know there's also like the all the considerations the things that have held me back so far is is like how much are you willing to sacrifice for running outside of running right like it's not only like all the effort like yes my body could probably hold up but like it's tough enough when i'm marathon training and i'm like okay jacqueline it's been wonderful seeing you for a little bit with you know when i uh this week 
because I work a lot and you work a lot and we don't work the same schedule. But now I'm gonna go on a 20 mile run and be gone for four hours. Uh, doing that twice on the weekend or whatever and like sacrificing a bunch of time, uh, you know, together, so sacrificing some social time, that kind of thing. Uh, not that we have any social time <laughs> right now. Uh, but that, that, all that consideration plays in my mind. But like it is a challenge that I would really like to undertake sometime because I do think that it's, um, I'm just I'm just one of those people who like you see something like you're like you're, I'm always looking for the next what's, yep. what's the next thing uh, and I, I think personally I think that I'd like to break four hours in the marathon before tackling an ultra I think breaking four my, four hours in the marathon is like my top priority right now something that I was hoping to do last year and fell a little short of uh, but I think I still have it in my locker to. Um, to chase and, and ultimately break. You talk about giving up social time. Let me preface this by saying I am never running an ultra. Yes. I, yes. I will do another marathon, but that's a, that's as far as these legs go. Right. But did you find it easier to like get in your long runs and stuff when we were both training for the marathon? It's only happened once. Uh, we also weren't living a, together. It was a different situation. It's a, it's a good but question. I honestly, I think that the easiest time I've had getting in my long runs was the marathon I ran in the spring of 2019 uh, because I work a schedule where I work at night you know you would often be uh, you know by by 9 a.m. you'd be off to work and it was uh, winter so it was cooler out so I could sleep in until you know, I, I, by the time that you were leaving I'd be getting myself up ready to go and I could go for a long run at 10 a.m. and be done by the time I need to go into work. Yep. And by you know, so then after that, I'd have rest days in the weekend, and we'd have more time together. So I actually found the time that we that was easiest to get in my long runs is like a winter training cycle uh, when I can do that when I can get in my runs on a weekday morning. Uh, but I I do think that like there is there is some benefit to us being on the same same training cycle and like varying like kind of getting in our long runs at about the same time but I think that like you and I just because our, our work schedules are different and because like I don't know sometimes like you like to get in yours on Saturday sometimes I might get on Sunday like I might be feeling good on Saturday and not be feeling good on Sunday whatever like it's tougher coordinating that because you know you're not only uh, running when you feel good, but you're running when your partner feels good. I, as I think about it, we trained for two marathons together. I just, I made it through half of the right. Outer Banks uh, training schedule. And then I trained for most of the marathon that got canceled by COVID right. alone. I, I understand that like, it's easier to be like, oh, I'm gonna go out for a long run when we're both going out for a long run. I much preferred training and I think like training for halves together is fine but right. if we're talking marathons I much preferred training alone yeah when you weren't doing the race because when you're doing the race and you know you're my husband and we live together and we're both doing this it just becomes so all-consuming yeah. for me like yeah. we both are like oh how'd your long run go like how versus when you weren't training for a marathon and I was it was like okay like I'm gonna go out and run 16 miles but then like when I get back, like, we're going to go to a brewery or, like, we're going to, like, have a life. And right. it was so nice to have sort of, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but anyone who's run a marathon, I think, can relate to have this, like, grounding to the world outside the marathon. Yeah. I was like, okay, like, 
I'm doing this, but it is not my life in the way that it was when we were both training. That's what I always remember the the very first marathon that we both ran, the Marine Corps in 2017. Uh, we were both like hyper focused on it to get it to get it done, and then that was, so it was all we talked about together. And then at the same time, there was also like someone who I worked with that was training for it. So I talked with her a lot about it at work, and so. It was just, it was dominating every part of my brain and like you go to bed thinking about the finish line and all that kind of stuff. And so I do think that you're totally right that like there is a really, a really big benefit to like having someone, you know, like essentially, you know, and maybe this sounds myopic because we have a running podcast in which we talk about our, our <laughs> running all the time now, but like we would go out to dinner together and like instead of having two conversations about like, Here's how your marathon training is going. Here's how my marathon training is going. It is, how's your marathon training going? Good. And then we move on to a different topic. Like it's not like two conversations, it's yeah. one conversation. So it is, uh, it's it, tough. It also just felt, and I, I think this might be the difference between like a first marathon and any subsequent marathons too, but like I had to cross that finish line, yeah. right? And now any marathon I go into, like, I know that I was physically capable of this in 2017 and like I know what it feels like. I know what hitting mile 22 feels like, right? Versus like the first one, like it was all I thought about. Like yeah. I just had to finish. Like didn't care about anything else. Like I just wanted to do it. And it was just, I mean, it's so easy to let that become all consuming because you're you're chasing this huge goal. And I, I think in some ways like you know, you stay in on Friday nights so that you can get up early to run long. Right. Like, in some ways, it's nice to have a partner who's doing something similar, but I don't know. It, it was really nice to be like, oh, my run didn't go well, but, like, there are other things in life that right. matter. Like, I think we're I think we're both sort of, like, laser-focused was, people, yeah. and when that's on the same thing, it was tense. And that's what, like, what's really interesting about this is, like, the Tennessee challenge is that, like, I don't have any idea of what to focus on for the, like, what the finish is going to be like or like what the end goal is going to feel like. But, like there is no like when you go to bed for when you're in marathon training, mm. you're thinking about that finish line. You're thinking about, okay, when I hit 20 miles, that's usually when people hit the wall. Like how am I going to feel? How am I going to feel when I get to 23 or whatever? I have like, like it's just such a daily activity and like the last run I have scheduled is like one and a half miles or something like that and I have no idea like am I gonna like am I gonna be like running next to our apartment hit my watch and just be like yeah and scream or am I just gonna be like done and be like all right I'm done or like like how that's gonna feel is gonna be so weird like it's it's such a like that's that that is the strangest part about doing these kind of things during coronavirus when there are no big events and there are no race finish lines or whatever it's like i'm nearing the end i don't know how to feel yeah uh like i'm i mean i'm sure i'll be happy i'm gonna be thrilled but like i'm not sure how to react or how to act like i'm not sure like there is no race day atmosphere or like you know i'm not gonna be like high-fiving people as i cross the finish line or anything like that like it's just gonna be it's gonna be very strange it's gonna be a very weird uh way to end like it's been a great thing to focus my mind on and a great thing to like have a task to have in front of me but the ending of that task i just have no idea what it's going to look like or feel like i mean i was super happy to finish the lighthouse thing which 
again, like that took me a month of like daily, like 35, 40 minutes. Like it was nowhere near the level of like time commitment that you have put in. Like, I think it is a different situation, but you know, I finished and I was so excited and like you put together such a lovely little celebration for me, which was so great. But then like, you know, my medal showed up two weeks later in the mail and I like put it right on the medal rack. I mean, I, I, I did wear it around working from home oh, for yeah, that morning, but like there's not sort of the completion yeah. feeling. You have to like cultivate that feeling, I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, there's the, the the metal feeling for me is going to be wearing my ghastly yellow shirt. So yellow. It is so yellow. Uh, but, like, that's, like, the metal's not going to be here. I don't think, like, all, the, all this gear I ordered is, like, made to order. So I don't think it's, like, that's not going to be here in time. Like, I'm not going to be uh, going, to the, you know, wearing the metal, going out to brunch, going to the bar, whatever. Right. Uh, but, you know what, like, it's... It, at a certain point, like, I also, I, maybe the real reward is going to be that first day when I don't do anything. And the real reward like, is not having to run anymore. The, the real reward will be, like, that first, like, I, I do think that, like, our trip, we're going to do a lot of hiking and whatever, but that week after that, maybe I'll just, maybe I'm just going to sit and not run that week. There you go. And then, like, take the week off to just heal up, and, like, that's going to be the real, the real medal, the real reward from that point. But, like, when the medal comes in the mail. Like I'm definitely gonna be wearing it around the apartment oh, yeah. for a bit. Go oh, out, yeah. go out, go outside to the to CVS and uh, and wear it there so some other people can. Yeah, see that it. hot club that we hot go club, to. CVS. They have great chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just a strange, you know. As we as we get into you know, I mean, I, I do think that these virtual challenges and like not so much virtual races. Virtual races, I think, are like they're fine, but like. Uh, it's not the same, you know, it, it kind of, it just kind of breaks your heart because like you're out doing a run and you're like, well, this is not the same as like this, the race that I would be doing today is like, it's, it's, it's fun and it's, it's good. It's a good, uh, motivator and whatever to do, but like, it's not, it's not the same, but like these challenges, I think they're great. Like I, I really have, I really have enjoyed this. It's I been, agree. It's been a really good um, way to motivate me to stay fit throughout the summer and like to keep me uh, running and working hard. And so I, I have no regrets about that. I think it's really great. I just, it just, it's gonna be so weird to finish. Like yeah. the, the idea of like putting so much effort into something and then getting done and being like, all right, like it's done. Like it's, it's it's gonna be very strange, but uh, I, like I'm 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 still I'll, it'll be great to like I'm take a screenshot of that that uh, final the final page when I like check in and see 100 percent done like definitely yep. screenshot that and save it save it to my desktop and maybe look at it every now and then. Yeah, I have not. I, I feel much the same way that I have not been a huge fan of the virtual races I have done, but I have loved these challenges, the lighthouse challenge, the streaking challenge. It's been, because it's, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's, it's totally different, right? Like you are not trying to recreate a race atmosphere. Like you would never run across Tennessee as a race. Like right. it is just totally different. Um, but I do have a virtual race coming up, uh, but... Right. Like, there's no medal for this one, which it, to me in some ways makes it better. Like, if I'm going to 
run like i want my medal right when i finish as like around my neck like you did it like when it shows up in the mail two weeks later it just feels less authentic to me yeah so i'm I'm thinking about the the cherry blossom one that showed up yeah like like we ran it in early april and then like in early may or something that came and it's like cool right i did this a while ago (laughs) so there's no medal but this race has like such cool swag i think they're doing a great job they have this awesome buff with all like these dc landmarks so like i'm thrilled to be getting the swag and thrilled to be supporting pacers and like it's a good motivating factor for me to like start doing longer runs it gets a little cooler but i excuse me am definitely not approaching it with like a race day mindset right which i feel like at the very beginning like for cherry blossom we'd been doing this for less than a month i was like so this is like this is a race and i remember finishing that and being like okay you know um but i feel like and i mean that also they didn't have like a ton of time to pivot like yeah the the dc half it's tough they you've known that this september race wasn't going to happen for for a a while so i feel like it's a different situation but i have definitely been more a fan of the challenges yeah during I think, this i think that's what i am we'll, we'll talk about next week about like what comes next and what i'm looking for next but like i think this is be something similar like it's going to be something that's like drawn out over time because uh i mean like a one-off day like we've been looking at like doing some oktoberfest races and that kind of thing and that will be fun as a part of a larger day uh but like having a, a single day that's like set aside for like okay like it's time for our virtual half marathon today like it does not sound after doing a couple of them it's like yeah you know i also feel i don't know i just feel very different about this dc virtual half than i do about other races like cherry blossom i was running on the day cherry blossom was supposed to be right but this like i can run it anytime in september so like i should be ready by the middle of september like if we get a great day, even if we get a great day midweek weather-wise, like, like maybe I'll just go we'll run it, right? It, yeah. So I, I feel like th- that's a huge benefit of a virtual race, that you don't have to be a slave to the weather on this right. arbitrary date, which is something that I like really struggled with. I was like, no, the virtual race is supposed to be this date. I'm doing it this date. Right. But this, I mean, I don't know. They, I, they give you a window. Might as well use the window. Exactly. Maybe we've just, it's because we've been like doing more of these. Yeah. Or I was going to say maybe because we've been doing like more of these virtual races that like I feel a little differently about this one. Right. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. How's your beer? It's good. Yeah. I really like this. I'm sad that all our Hellbender beers. Well, let's go back and get more. We will. I mean, How is your beer? Uh, it's really good. I, uh, it really does look like rosé. I've never noticed before. Right? I, I mean, isn't rosé, doesn't it have strawberries involved in some, some way? It's grapes. Grape. Well, yeah, I know it's grapes. But Guys, like, this is what Kyle knows about wine. Good grape juice. Good grape juice. Make me, uh, make me go to sleep. Make me go to sleep. No, I mean, it can have, like, flavors of strawberry, but it's yeah. made, it, but there's no strawberries in it. Yeah, well, there should be, because this is really good, and this has strawberries in it, so boom, there you go. Uh, the look Jacqueline is giving me right now is, like, I just told her that two plus two equals five. Uh... It's a great beer, I it think. It is a great beer. Things that taste like, like I love strawberry juice and things that taste like strawberry are wonderful. So sorry I'm drinking your last beer, but. No, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Sorry I'm drinking a beer that you got. It's okay, We're, it's, it's the Freaky Friday beer episode. So the next time we record, we will be done with the streak. We will. You will be done with Tennessee. God willing. And our Tavor box will be here. Ba, 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 ba. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, gotta, gotta drop that, that trap arm in there. It's so exciting. So in future episodes... We have an insane amount of beer We have coming. so much beer. But I, we think will, I, I think I counted, like, what was it, 40? I think it was either 46 or 48. 46 or 48. Uh, in future episodes, we will have some really fun, unique beers yes. to share with you and to try, which is super, super exciting. So we're looking forward to talking about uh, all the new beer, whatever is coming next in our running lives after these these various challenges are done. Uh, where can the people find us? We are hosted by Anchor, and the podcast is available on Spotify and Apple. Yes. And wherever you get your podcasts. Many, many places. We are also, we are still, in addition to our running streak, we are still doing well on our photo a day streak on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram we only at... Forget, we only forget every now and then. At Running on Tap. At Running on Tap. We haven't forgotten any. We have improvised a couple times. Yeah, but we've posted a photo every day of the street. There you go. We're streaking. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.